Hey everyone, Mike Lanana here, uh, joined by Teddy Cahill via phone. Uh, we want to thank you for tuning in today's Baseball America College podcast. Our college podcasts are sponsored by Health IQ. Health IQ, helping health conscious people get lower rates on their life insurance. Visit healthiq.com slash BA to see if you qualify. Uh, we have a new top 25 out this morning, and uh, you're not going to see a whole lot of changes to it. Uh, th- this week, it was a little bit easier to put the poll together than last week. Last week was a, a bit insane with a whole uh, new look top 10. But for the most part this week, teams took care of business. Uh, we had a couple of changes in the back end of the poll. We brought Coastal back in. Um, we also... Um, we dropped UCF down to number 25. They had a, uh, a rough weekend against East Carolina and some, some shuffling as well with San Diego State moving up, Illinois moving up. And, uh, but for the most part, I mean, not a lot of significant changes to this poll, huh, Teddy? No, I mean, this week uh, it was a lot, of, a lot of teams taking care of business, like you said. I mean, we did have uh, a few top 25 series. I think it was five of them. Um, and four of those were in the SEC, and so I mean, I, there was some inherently going to be some some shifting uh, with, with those happening. But I think by and large, uh, you know, there was uh, it was a pretty steady poll this week, and uh, you know, we're, we're happy to see that after you know a couple of weeks of uh, some, some significant changes, it, it makes our uh, Sunday Sunday poll meeting a, a little bit easier. And um, you know, Oregon State continues to roll. Uh, this is their thirteenth week at number one, and the last eighteen, uh, pretty impressive. They won their you know, millionth straight Pac-12 series. Uh, you know, it, the Beavers just continue to do what they do out west. And um, you know, I've said a few times before, I believe I've said it here even that um, you know, Oregon State. I didn't think they'd go twenty-seven and three in the, the Pac-12 again, just because thought the Pac-12 was a little better this year and, and would provide the Beavers a little more challenge. And, you know, I'm, not, I'm, I'm rethinking that a little bit here a couple weeks into the start of conference play. So Beavers uh, look really good again, and, and they remain at number one. But, you know, Florida, Stanford, they took care of business, and, and so did several other teams, you know, throughout the country. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, and and uh, we, we've talked a lot about that 27-3 and three mark. I mean, I, I read it. As often, any time I write about Oregon State, I write it because that that record still is mind blowing to me. It is amazing just how consistent they've been since the start of last year in Pac-12 play and in non-conference play too. Um, really, just an unstoppable team. Seemingly, I am very curious to see, you know, how they do fare against Stanford and UCLA, the the two Pac-12 teams that we have in our top twenty-five. Um, both of those teams have been rolling. It seems like it could be a, a three-horse race this year as opposed to just Oregon State running away with it, but we'll see. We're, we won't know until they match up head-to-head. But you mentioned the top 25 matchups from, from this past weekend, and we had some really intriguing ones, uh, again, specifically in the SEC, which, as we've noted, is ridiculously deep this year, super talented, just lots of talent all, all across that conference. And we, we saw that this weekend with number two, Florida, against number four, Arkansas, a really hard-fought series. Arkansas takes the opening game, but Florida is able to come back. Teddy, what did you make of this series, and what are you kind of taking away from it? Yeah, I thought it was uh, an outstanding series. Uh, you know, it had a lot of attention. Uh, ESPN gave it some pretty prominent play. Uh, you know, it was on ESPN two uh, a couple of nights, and um, it definitely lived up to the hype. And you 
know, it's two teams that were the preseason division favorites in the SEC. That these are two teams that you know I, I think are going to be in Omaha. That um, you know, it, it was it was a fantastic you know matchup on paper with Florida's pitching versus Arkansas's bats, and it was really interesting to see it all play out. You know, Arkansas gets uh, Brady Singer on Friday night, kind of bit his kryptonite a little bit. Two of his last three losses uh, are to Arkansas. Um, and uh, that, but Arkansas or uh, Florida responds to that, and they come out and they drop like 17 runs uh, to win game two. And then that sets up the rubber game uh, on Sunday. And, uh, it, it was a really tight game. Uh, Florida finally pushed ahead uh, in the seventh on a Nelson Maldonado two-run homer. He had kind of a rough week up to that point, uh, but he came through in the clutch. And uh, Arkansas made it made it close at the end. They got the tying run to, to second base in the ninth inning. Uh, they even scored off of Michael Byrne. That hadn't happened since last season. But you know, Florida's All-American closer shuts the door ultimately, and uh, you know Florida comes out with a, a marquee series win, and you know they. The Gators. I mentioned how the the Beavers just continue to roll. The, the Gators are uh, just rolling right along as well this year, and, and I think they showed this weekend they can beat you in a couple different ways. Uh, they they obviously can do it offensively. That's what they did on on Saturday, and uh, you know Jonathan India has just been incredible this season. He's hitting like 420. He has nine home runs already. He hit a grand slam to get the Gators going on in that second game, and. You know, then on Sunday they showed that they can, you know, fight through it. They can win on a Sunday. You know, Tyler Dyson is, is really tough, and, and Michael Byrne at the back end of the bullpen is, is incredible. And, um, you know, it, it's an impressive Gators team. And, you know, I, I, I spoke with Kevin O'Sullivan last night, and you heard more about uh, Florida and this weekend's series in, uh, off the bat on BaseballAmerica.com. And, you know, he said that, that one of the things that Florida's just still learning is, um, you know, how how much every other team is going to get up for them. Uh, you know, they're the preseason SEC favorite. They're the defending national champs. And, uh, you know, everyone's going to give them their best shot. And uh, Arkansas did that this weekend, but, but Florida ultimately was able to take that punch and, and then punch back and, and win a series. Yeah, no, it was certainly really impressive. And, you know, uh, again, in the SEC, we're going to have a lot of these these matchups that are going to go, you know, in the, in the opposite direction than maybe we expect sometimes. Just a lot of, you know, uh, it's almost a level playing field with a lot of these teams. You know, case in point, we have Auburn and Kentucky, you know, two teams that have both done big things this year. They went back and forth in their series. Kentucky takes that series win after Auburn had shot up the rankings. And then we have Ole Miss, who I think both of us, we've been – you know, last week we discussed running them up, and we did run them up in our top 25, but we were still a little bit uncertain how good the Rebels were um, just with their schedule. It, they haven't played the toughest schedule to this point, but this weekend that changed, you know, going to Bluebell Park and College Station and taking on Texas A&M. It's a tough feat for anybody. That's a very hostile environment down there. And they come away with a series win. Um, it's three one-run games, very, very tight. But Ole Miss, obviously, their bullpen is a big strength of theirs and certainly came in handy for them against Texas A&M. And now they have this marquee series win, and they're, they're sitting at number four in our poll. They're 22-3 and three overall, 4-2 and two in SEC play so far. And they're off to a, a really good start here. Um, obviously, it's not going to get any easier in the SEC play. They have Arkansas 
coming up next. They were, they're taking them on at home, and you know Arkansas is going to have a chip on its shoulder after dropping this series to Florida, and that, that's really what makes the SEC so fun. But, Teddy, I mean, what, what do you make of the, the Rebels winning this series, and how do you view them with this group? Are they, are they in this conversation as far as being an elite team? Yeah, I thought that was a, another fantastic series. It was three one-run games. Uh, it was, I, I thought, three pretty well-played games all the way around. And uh, Ole Miss going out on the road and, and winning a big-time series. Uh, you know, they, their schedule, like you said, I mean, to this point, hadn't been super great. You know, they went out to Long Beach, and unfortunately, the dirtbags uh, maybe aren't quite what they were when when Ole Miss scheduled that. It's not quite giving them the. The, the juice that, that they maybe would have hoped from that, but you know they were they were doing what they could against that schedule. They were they were winning and winning a lot, uh, and now they they went out and they, they proved it in a, a really tough environment, like you said. And you know I, I was impressed just with the way Ole Miss pitched. Um, you know Parker Karachi at the the back of the bullpen has has really stepped up for them, and he's uh, he's got some incredible numbers this year. And, uh, you know, they did it in a few different ways. They, they did it without the best start on Thursday night from Ryan Rollison, their, their preseason All-American ace. Um, you know, but Ole Miss found a way against a really good Texas A&M team that now has lost back-to-back series to open SEC play. And, you know, they're two pretty tough series at Auburn and, and then against Ole Miss. But, you know, that you got to – the Aggies have to find a way to, to get it going a little bit here so it doesn't snowball on them. You know, and as for Ole Miss, uh, you know, I think, yeah, they're ready to contend in the SEC West. I mean, uh, last week I, I moved them into my eight for Omaha, um, and, you know, I, I think they're ready to, to fight with, you know, that, that division, that SEC West division is incredibly difficult. Um, you know, and I, I still probably would lean towards Arkansas uh, in, in terms of a, a favorite there, but, you know, Ole Miss has, has a chance this weekend to, to – totally flip that on its head and, and really assert themselves as the team to beat in the SEC West. Yeah, it's going to be yet another exciting series in the SEC. Uh, we're going to be glued to that one, I'm sure. And, Teddy, but before we went on air here, I mean, we were talking a little bit just about best series wins in general, most impressive series wins. And certainly, you know, Ole Miss going to Texas A&M and taking that series is one of them. Uh, Florida, Arkansas would happen this weekend there. That's, uh, of course, in the discussion as well. Um, for, for you, I mean, is, is there a, a clear series that stands out as, okay, this is the most impressive, or are there just kind of a handful for you right now? Yeah, I, I think it's tough to, to pick who has the, the best series win on, on the table right now. I mean, I, I think I would lean towards Florida beating Arkansas. But, I mean, there's a case for Ole Miss going to A&M. That's a tough, place on, on the, tough series on the road. I think there's a case for Arkansas sweeping Kentucky. Um, I, I think there's a case for North Carolina State going to Clemson and sweeping that series. I mean, and, and Kentucky has, um, you know, it's uh, – its home series wins against Texas Tech and, and Auburn. I, I think there's some there've been some really great series so far this season. And you know, personally, I'm having trouble picking a, a best one. And uh, you know, I, I guess I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna lean towards Florida beating Arkansas. But I, I think there are arguments for for several teams, uh, you know, it, to, for for having that that honor at this point. Yeah, you know, I, I think for me, and and it's really, obviously, it's a totally subjective thing. Uh, you know, for me, Arkansas sweeping Kentucky and just the way they went about it 
was really loud to me early on, especially with what Kentucky had done just before that. Uh, you know, a really, a really great showing from them against Texas Tech, and for you know Arkansas to beat them the way that they did. I mean, really three blowouts. Uh, the, the first game was nine to four, but the next two, I mean, they scored fourteen runs and sixteen runs. That was really impressive to me. And then you mentioned, of, of course, NC State going to Clemson and, and sweeping Clemson. Um, you know, the ACC is nuts right now. Uh, I can't really uh, – we've talked about it on our last podcast, and I've tweeted about it quite a bit, but it's it's tough to figure out. But NC State going down there and, and sweeping Clemson was something that surprised me and really said a lot about the, the resilience and toughness of that NC State team, which I had the chance to see them uh, up close and personal this weekend for the first time this season – and they certainly impressed me with their resilience this weekend. They almost lost a series to Georgia Tech, who got swept by Clemson earlier this season, adding to the confusion uh, in the ACC. But they came back. They scored six runs in the eighth inning yesterday uh, to come back and, and take that win in the rubber game, and which was really impressive. Um, but that you know that's one series at Clemson, uh, NC State that certainly stands out to me as well as the Arkansas. Uh, against Kentucky series, but there are going to be many more to come. Uh, Ar- Arkansas against Ole Miss this weekend could be in the conversation, depending on which way that goes and, and who steps up. But it's certainly going to be a lot of fun to follow, and we'll of course have you covered. Um, but but now, how about a word from our sponsor here, Health IQ? Um, how would you like to save money for being active and physically fit, like saving money on your car insurance for being a good driver? Health IQ saves you money on your life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com BA or call 1-800-549-1664 to talk to a Health IQ agent. Mention the promo code BA for savings. And, of course, Teddy, we've, we've talked a lot about the SEC, the ACC, a little bit of the Pac-12, a little bit of the Big 12. But there are conferences outside of the Power Five conferences, and, and there were some obviously some, some really key series this weekend in some other conferences, uh, Conference USA, the American, and the Mountain West Conference, uh, three series that you know I think, I think you and I both think added maybe a little bit of clarity to those conferences, a little bit, maybe not so much with the American, uh, but the other two, maybe a little, <laughs> a little clarity. Um, uh, of course, the, the series I'm talking about here, um, ECU and UCF, I referenced that earlier. Uh, ECU, uh, both those teams, ECU is ranked number 21, UCF number 20. ECU comes away with a big series win uh, to establish themselves as the top dog in the American right now in terms of their poll ranking. Uh, it's all clustered in the standings. Uh, you know, good luck figuring that out. But in terms of resume, ECU is, is top dog in the American right now. Um, but they're taking on Wichita State this weekend, which Wichita State, you look at their resume, it compares favorably very favorably to what UCF has, compares favorably to what South Florida has. They had a nice series win against UConn this weekend. I don't know what to make of all this. Teddy, do you have any opinions here on the American? Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's a tough one, as usual. Uh, <laughs> but I thought what ECU did, going down to Orlando, uh, they lose on Friday night, they, can't, they bounce back, and they win a couple of games, and they were really big wins too you know I mean they, they came out and uh, they swung the bats really well against a, a UCF team that they can pitch and um, you know I, I thought that was that was a nice uh, statement for the Pirates uh, you know 
really that's that's the wrong hashtag for ECU. That's NC State's hashtag statement. You can't use that for ECU. Uh, I, you know, I, I, uh, I know how much of those fans don't like each other. So yes, I, I, I should be careful. I'm, I'm mixing, mixing my hashtags there in, uh, in the state of North Carolina. But you know, I, I, the, the Pirates look good, and you know, conversely, the, the Knights um, you know drop a series that you know that I think that. Yeah, you know they're they're not going to be thrilled that that they had you know a chance to to win that series at home and, and they don't get it done after winning on Friday night. Um, you know, and, and, and as we go forward here, I mean, I, I just I guess I was pretty impressed with the way UCU hit the ball the last two days. I mean, they scored twenty three runs, outscoring UCF twenty three to nine, and um, you know I, I think that's a, a really good team uh, as we look forward. And you know, I I also was impressed with you, what USF did. I, I thought what happened in, in Florida this weekend in the American was, you know, overall uh, pretty interesting. And uh, you know, like you said, that conference impossible to figure out. Yeah, but, you know, we're getting we're getting a little bit of clarity, I guess. Maybe a little bit, not a lot, just just a little bit, just a, like a dash of clarity here. Um, just a few hits here and there, and, and eventually we'll have enough to piece this puzzle together. Maybe. Hopefully, yeah. No, I thought what South Florida did um, with Connecticut because. Uh, especially, um, you know, you, you look at that series, you see McClanahan versus Tim Kate in that first game, and you think, okay, that's going to be a pitcher's duel. You know, this is this is the game that South Florida has to win here to win this series. Whoever whoever wins that game you think is going to go on to win that series. McClanahan got shelled. Um, it was his worst start of the year by far against UConn. Uh, gave up a grand slam, gave up two home runs, six runs total. Um, he had come in with a zero ERA. And UConn wins that game, and okay, you're thinking, all right, the Huskies are about to win uh, yet another big series on the road because um, all they do is play on the road uh, at this point in the year. And uh, South Florida came back and, and showed some resilience, and I thought that was that was a really loud statement from them. Um, I'm gonna use that hashtag with them because I, I just can't think of another word right now. Uh, but <laughs> but again, I mean, there's still so many unknowns here. I do really like ECU's team. Uh, I'm very interested to see how they perform against Wichita State this weekend. That That is going to be a series to watch for sure, um, not just in terms of the, the poll and the standings, but in terms of draft talent as well. So that, that'll be very interesting. But as far as other conferences, um, we have Conference USA. You, you talk about action in Florida. And I, I thought what Southern Miss did and going to Florida Atlantic, a, a team that had been playing really well uh, so far this year and is, and is always a Conference USA contender, is always finishes in the top of the standings. Southern Miss takes care of business there, wins that series. It's their best series win since opening weekend when they, they swept Mississippi State. Um, and it might be their best series win, period, uh, depending on how Mississippi State fares going forward. But what, what did you make of that series, and does this add a little bit more, uh, I guess, uh, clarity? I will come back to that word, to the Conference USA picture. You know, I thought, um, again, it was a team losing on Friday night, responding and winning a series. This one, in this case, on the road, I, I thought that was very impressive from Southern Miss that you know, they get walked off on Friday night. Uh, you know, in a, a tough, really tough fashion, but they bounced back. Um, you know, they really came out and they took care of business over the next few days. And on Sunday, they they just poured it on offensively, and um, you know, kind of left no doubt uh, in that series that you know they went twenty five and five in Conference USA last year, and you know that falls short of Oregon State's 27-3, and and it's in Conference USA, so it got a little bit less attention, I think, but, I mean, they just rolled through that conference last year. 
And, you know, this year, uh, if anyone was going to stop them, you know, it, it felt like FAU had to get it done at home. You know, that maybe somebody else, you know, that Southern Miss did lose a series last year against ODU. Uh, and they still won the conference by six games. So, you know, even if somebody gets them later in the season, if, even if Louisiana Tech, which is off to a really nice start and actually currently in first place by half a game in that conference, even if they get Southern Miss, um, you know, they're, the margin for error is, is pretty small because Southern Miss is so much better than so many teams in this conference. Um, you know, I, if anyone was going to gonna stand in their way, I, I kind of felt like it had to start this weekend with FAU. And, you know, Southern Miss answered the bell after losing on Friday night. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think that right now Southern Miss looks, again, like the best team in Conference USA. Uh, I still really like the Florida Atlantic team. I think Louisiana, what Louisiana Tech is doing is very interesting. They're pitching the ball incredibly well. And I'm going to be interested to see how they match up with, with some of these teams uh, offensively. But, you know, right now it, it's hard to ignore what Southern Miss has done. Right, right. Yeah, and, and Louisiana Tech is a team that interests me as well. It's a team I've, you know, I, I've personally looked at the past couple of weeks for our top 25. They do have some nice wins on their resume to this point. Uh, they were the first team to beat Texas A&M this year um, back in the Frisco College Classic. They also have a win against California in that tournament. Both are, are good wins for them. They also swept Rice, which, as we know, is, you know, perennially a, a power in Conference USA. Rice is struggling out of the gate this year, 10-16, and 16, but still a, a nice sweep uh, to have on the resume nonetheless. But it is going to be interesting to see how this shakes out. There's no question that Southern Miss – to this point, is the team to beat, uh, especially given what they did last year as well, as you mentioned, their their conference record. So, um, But it'll be fun to watch going forward. And then, and lastly, you know, one of those conferences we were talking about as well is the Mountain West, um, where we, there was a big battle this weekend uh, between San Diego State, uh, who we have at number 25 uh, last week. Uh, they moved up a little bit this week because they took care of business against UNLV, um, a team that had gotten off to a red-hot start um, a, a team that, that led the standings in the Mountain West. Um, it, it was as far as Mountain West battles go, as big as it can get. And uh, San Diego State passed that test. And, and Teddy, you caught up with Mark Martinez. You could read more about it um, on BaseballAmerica.com. But what were some of the takeaways from that series? Again, a team that lost on Friday <laughs> bounced back on the road to win a series. And it was just incredible how many teams did that across the country this weekend. Um, you know, it, it certainly happens, but in so many of these big series, you know, on Friday night, a team lost, and, you know, that they responded over the next two days. And in San Diego State's case, again, they did it on the road. They lost 4-3 to three on Friday night, and this is a team that's not super offensive. You know, they're very much built around pitching and defense. They play in a really offensive league, however, and at UNLV is a, a, a very hitter-friendly environment, um, you know, just like it is in the minor leagues. And, you know, the San Diego State was able to get it done offensively. You know, they, uh, they came out and they scored a lot of runs over the, the next two days to, um, you know, really make a, a you know, for, like, firmly state that they are the team to beat in that conference. Um, you know, the fact that they scored 39 runs over the final two games of that series I, I thought was just very, very impressive. You know, as a team, they have um, something like 10 home runs, I think 
creative, uh, but, but they showed that they can win offensive games, which is what they're going to have to do throughout the Mountain West season. And you know, so to see them come out and do that, I think was um, you know impressive, and, and I think that was important for the Aztecs themselves. Uh, you know, it's a a new look lineup this year. That they brought in a, a pretty big recruiting class. They lost several players from uh, last year's Mountain West championship team, and um, you know, they. Martinez told me that you know they uh, they really made a concerted effort to, to stick with their guys uh, early in the season, but they wanted the lineup to the, the regulars in the lineup to know that they were going to be in there regardless, and that approach definitely has paid off to this point. They got eight players um, hitting better than three hundred, um, you know, and, and they. Uh, it's a it's a very deep lineup. It's not a lineup that produces a ton of power, but it's a very deep lineup. It's got plenty of pitching on the mound, uh, and I, I think uh, you know it's a team that you know has really come a long way pretty quickly this season. And, and you know, it, for me, it's one of the most uh, impressive starts. Uh, you know, that's that's a team in a conference that it kind of has been overlooked over the last few years. I mean, the Aztecs have made regionals before the last five years, but. You know, I, I feel like sometimes in that conference, it's just easy to get overlooked by what's happening in the Pac-12 and, and the Big West. But this year, you know, the Mountain West is still really early, but the Mountain West is up to number seven in the RPI. And, you know, that's a big testament to what's happening uh, at San Diego State and UNLV, which came into the weekend at 19-3 and three and had only lost once at home. And so, again, for, for San Diego State to go to Las Vegas and win that series, I thought was, uh, was pretty significant all the way around. Yeah, there, there's no question there, and it's uh, it's certainly helpful for, for people like us who are trying to make sense of, of the, the national picture at this point to, to again, get some, some sort of clarity there in that picture there in the Mountain West. So uh, certainly a, a great start for San Diego State, and again, uh, like I said, you can read more about that on BaseballAmerica.com. Um, but you know, as for as for the rest of this top twenty-five, again, not a whole lot changed uh, this week. You know, this this weekend coming up, we we should expect a few more changes uh, in terms of just some of these series that we have. Um, you know, Florida is going to be taking on Vanderbilt, which is a, a really really fun series. It's going to be interesting to see um, Vanderbilt if they're able to uh, take that show on the road to Florida. And so far, you know, in the tournaments that they've played this year, they've fared well. Um, they had another big weekend this weekend uh, against LSU, taking that series. So that's going to be a fun series to watch. We mentioned Ole Miss in Arkansas. That's going to be a good one. Uh, we have Florida State hosting Louisville which is personally very interesting to me. I'm not entirely sure what to make of Louisville at this point. Um, after back-to-back series losses in the ACC, they lost to Clemson at home after Clemson got swept at home by NC State. What does that mean? I don't know. We'll hopefully <laughs> find out <laughs> maybe this weekend. We'll see how Louisville does on the road against Florida State. Florida State has, even though they've won ACC series the past two weekends, um, it, it, has, it hasn't been easy. Uh, it was a really hard-fought series against UNC this weekend. Uh, they came back. They rallied late against UNC closer Josh Hyatt. They have his number. Um, they've, they've done very well against him um, in the time that he's been UNC's closer. And, uh, you know, Louisville is, uh, of course, you know, coming off 
this series loss here to Clemson. We'll, we'll see if they're able to regroup. They're a young team, but they're getting a little bit healthier. They have Nick Bennett back on the mound. He, he started this weekend for them. So it'll be interesting to see how that series plays out. Mentioned Wichita State and ECU. That'll be another good one. And then, uh, you know, we still have Big 12 play going. Um, Texas Tech, West Virginia is going to be interesting uh, to me. And, you know, Notre Dame in the ACC – um, kind of like Wake Forest, you know, both teams are below 500. They played each other this weekend, but they have some big series win. I mean, Notre Dame uh, nearly won a series against FSU last weekend, wins a series against Wake this weekend. Wake had beaten FSU previously. I still don't know what any of this means. Um, <laughs> Notre Dame also beat LSU in, in the opening weekend earlier this year. There's just a lot of intrigue in that conference right now, a lot to unravel. So, you know, hopefully these next few weeks we, we're able to figure out a pecking order uh, more so with these conferences. And, uh, yeah, we'll obviously be here discussing it. You know, Teddy, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about from this, this past week in college baseball? Yeah, I just wanted to, to touch on, um, you know, the, yesterday at Camden Yards, uh, Army and Navy uh, met up for a doubleheader. Uh, it was the first time in more than a decade that those two schools had played on a neutral site. Uh, and it's the first time, you know, this, later this season, uh, they're going to play again at Fenway Park uh, next month. And I thought it was uh, it was a really cool spectacle. Uh, it was very cold here in Baltimore, but it was, it was a very cool spectacle. Um, there was a snow delay, uh, so that was, that was unique. Uh, but just to see those two teams um, you know, go at it in you know, a, a fantastic setting, uh, they drew a pretty good crowd. There were, were 3,000 people there, despite the fact that you know temperatures were pretty close to freezing uh, when they started. Uh, you know, there were uh, maybe 40 or 50 uh, midshipmen students in the stands. That was pretty cool. Um, you know, so to see the pomp and circumstance of that rivalry get on a bigger stage, I, th- I thought was fantastic to see. Um, you know, and I, I'm hopeful that as this continues. Um, you know, that they can continue to, to do this and continue to grow the game. Obviously, the football game uh, is, is such a huge part of the calendar in that sport, and it would be great to see if, um, you know, that could, similar thing could happen, you know, in baseball. The, those kids obviously have a lot more going on than baseball, uh, but it still means a lot to them. Uh, you know, and I thought that I think the opportunity to play on that field meant a lot to them, and uh, so for me that was just a really cool experience. Uh, I wish it had been a little warmer, but overall it was uh, it was a fantastic day. And Army swept the doubleheader, and, and that's a team, the Black Knights, that are, are on the rise under second-year coach Jim Foster. They're only 11 and 12 overall right now because uh, they had a really uh, poor record on their spring break trip to Florida. They went one and eight, but they have a series win against Maryland. They're 4-0 in the Patriot League right now. And, um, you know, that's a team that the last three years has had a losing record overall. And, uh, you know, I think they're ready to bounce back this year. I think they're ready to compete in the Patriot League. Uh, you know, that's a league that obviously doesn't get the kind of attention of any of the other conferences we've talked about to this point. But, um, you know, as, as the season continues, I, I think Army is a team to keep an eye on. And, um, you know, it's a team that plays with a lot of belief. I, I think that's the best thing about that team is just, you know, they, uh, you know, they have a great mentality uh, and, and they really play very disciplined baseball and, and they play really hard for each other. And, you know, that's why they were able to, to sweep that, that doubleheader yesterday against Navy and, 
you know, why they're off to a pretty solid start overall this season. Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, that is a very cool event and a, a very cool thing that they're doing. And uh, other than the snow delay, I'm, I'm sure you had a, a great time taking that in. Um, thankfully, no snow delays here. I haven't had one of those yet this year, but of course, I'm, I'm jinxing myself right here. I'm, I'm sure I'll get a snow delay this weekend. I'm not even sure I'd ever seen one of those before. I grew up in Cleveland, like, and I, I tweeted that. You know, that was the first time I'd written that sentence that, that I was in a snow delay since I was in high school, and then I thought about it more, and you know, I thought, you know, I'm not even sure that we had one of these in high school. Like, I, I'm pretty sure we just canceled the game when it snowed. Like, that was that was like, all right, we're done here. Uh, so that was that was a different uh, that was a different experience when it started snowing, and it, it was really coming down. Um, but uh, fortunately, it was just a pop up snow shower, and they, they were able to, to get back to playing. And it was cold weather a lot of the parts of the country. I saw you know, Minnesota and Nebraska and Illinois Northwestern were both delayed because the Big Ten has a rule that you can't start a game if the real field temperature is less than 28 degrees. Mm. <laughs> both, of them, both of those games were delayed on Saturday. So, uh, yeah, hopefully across the country we get out of this cold snap. I mean, it's spring. I mean, it's practically April to this point. Enough with the well, snow. It's literally spring. Like, last yeah. week was the first day of spring. Like, let's, let's get let's get on with this. But, you know, the, such is the weather in the northern part of the country. Yeah, well, hopefully hopefully uh, we don't run into uh, any snow delays this weekend. Uh, remember to, to follow along with us. I'm at Emlinana. Uh, Teddy's at Ted Cahill on Twitter. Um, you can keep up with our work there and on BaseballAmerica.com. And uh, as always, thank you for tuning in to today's Baseball America College podcast. Our college podcasts are sponsored by Health IQ. Health IQ helps health-conscious people get lower rates on their life insurance. Visit healthiq.com/ba to see if you qualify. Thanks, guys. Talk to you next week.